Hey everybody, how's it going? It's Welcome to Voice Spark tonight. Welcome to Voice Spark Live. I am, as always, your host Nick, and we are the late late show of the Voice First World. That's right. I have B plus, B plus stars. <clears throat> I got to clear mm -hmm. my throat. Whoa, 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 no. Nick! Whoa, Packing up a furball. So man. <laughs> we, uh, the original team is back. AJ, Ben, and myself. And the reason why we're back is because uh, we've got both Julia and Emily doing the uh, Hackabot Challenge through the Digital Assistant Academy, which we'll right. get a little bit into uh, a little later on, and we'll show you kind of what they're working on and the website and all that jazz. But for now, AJ, do you get any news? Well, I do want to comment. I want to say that, you know, uh, we got a chance to speak at Project uh, Voice, Voice 100, and I want my theme, or at least my little two minutes of speeches, is hoping that uh, I could spread the message, or at least the idea that I I do think that voice technology might be the first technology that um, humans have stumbled upon that actually you could actually pursue civility before utility, and it might actually work. You know, like if you actually thought, right. like let's 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 do good by people. And uh, sure enough, I mean, I'm really enjoying my the new updates to my all my alexa devices are you know comfortably adding in a little extra if i ask what time it is or if I ask what the weather is it's i hope you have a good tuesday aj or i hope you had a good day today and sure. i always find myself saying uh thank you back to the device on some of the interactions she'll say you're very welcome which i absolutely love but what ended up happening was that influenced me because I, I got uh, had an interaction. I don't know if you guys have ever had bad customer service interaction before with anybody. Oh, but yeah. Right. Well, sometimes it's tough to maintain uh, politeness uh, after that. So I found myself uh, walking away from a conversation, being able to still uh, be graceful about that because I had practiced with my Alexa. So that is just my... Nice. Yeah, it's, it's not tech news, but it was... Uh, you know what? I want to I want to add on to that a little bit with uh, civility and, and putting out good energy in the world in, in general. You know, I mean, um, one, I missed you guys. I'm sorry I missed you guys at Project Voice. I really I, I really wanted to see you guys. Um, but um, in that time frame, you know, we've been working on the house and stuff like that. And I just a funny kind of note from the from uh, the past week, one of our handyman. He was celebrating his birthday, and you know, I, and I told AJ this story earlier, and it was—it wasn't a, like about me feeling good; it was about making someone else feel good. Mm -hmm. So my wife and I were just, um, you know, talking like, "Hey, should we get? We should get Tony a birthday cake. It's his birthday. He's here, you know." And um, you know, we we were like, "Okay, great. I'll pick one up after work on the way back. You know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll sing happy birthday for him." And um, on the way back, there was another guy he was working with, and on the way back, the train back to New York City. Uh, to Queens, he um, he was he, telling him, he's like, you know what? No one ever bought me a birthday cake before. And I'm like, thank you. He had, the, the other guy called me. And he's like, he told me the story. And I was like, that's incredible. But like, the point is, though, put a little goodness out in the world. You're going to make someone feel a lot better. Tone and feel are everything. And I think, AJ, to your point, it, 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 in, in the voice community and in the voice, we have the, we have the ability to really kind of set uh, and create a wonderful experience for a lot of people. So, you know, uh, and oh, wait, on the psychic tip, what happened when you told your wife, right? She had oh, the yeah. same idea. We had the same idea. So yeah. we, we, you know, we, we were on the same wavelength same there, yeah. um, which was really, really kind of cool. And, um, you know, just a little bit of message, maybe on Earth Day or something like that, put a little good energy out there in the world, but hopefully through voice, we'll be able to kind of achieve that a little bit more. Um, so that's, that's my little bit of news. That's my little this bit of guy. news for the week. 
This guy's awesome. Hey, hey Ben, um, looks like you got a new mug down there. Can you tell us oh, a little bit about that? Well, I did. This is my official voice spark mug. I don't know if you guys can see that. I got a little, a lot of sparks happening right there. A little mm-hmm. voice spark action right there. Yeah. So, I mean, we're official talk show. You got to have the mug when you go on the late night show. That's right. what you got to do. Yeah, that's, that's right. exactly right. Is that Roboto mm-hmm. font? What's that? Was that Roboto font in there? <laughs> might be. It might be. The classic of uh, Google font. Great. I, need, I think it needs some drop shadow. <laughs> it does. A little bit. A little, little bit. Shadow. No. I tried my best. I'm not a. You uh, did a good a job, buddy. Designer. You got. You did a great job. This is golden, man. Look. I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's it's purpley, but it's golden. If you know what I mean. So. I wanted the all black finish. I really like the all black. I like. Finish. I love that. That looks. That looks super sharp. It makes, I mean, it makes it pop. I like that. So, it really does. Um. So we went to Project Voice. Me and AJ yeah, yeah. was able to hang out face to face. If you check out my blog post on it, AJ, I don't know if you publicly know this, but I published that one picture. With, uh, it, with it was it's a keeper, man. It was pretty epic, you know. With you sleeping on the bed and me like, hey man, man I'm up early, man. That's what so, I do for a living. So, <laughs> hey, let's just put it this way: me and AJ both slept in. I slept in till nine, which is okay. Okay, right. And AJ slept until noon, which is sleeping in for him. And then we went and we had lunch and it that's was right. great. Yeah. So that's what, that's what it was. I was like, but should I feel guilty about this? No, no, no. This is, this is my biological clock. So, so Nick, you had some really cool highlights in there. You know, yeah. AJ, um, I'd love to hear both of your highlights. Like what was like something that was like, holy, this is really cool. I can't believe this is happening kind of thing. Like what, what were some things that you saw like that you were like really, or who were you really impressed by the other people that you uh, like spoke with or, or anything? You, like want, you want to go first, Nick? I think, I think for me, I was impressed with everybody because yeah. I know how cliche that kind of sounds, but it seems to me that like in the voice world, there's a lot of people that are willing to help if you're willing to invest the time to take their help. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Jeff Blankenberg was there. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my God, what's this guy doing here? And, um, you know, I'm a little bit, you know, like I wrote in the blog post, it's a little bit starstruck. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, we met Julie Davis and she hung out with us. She hung yeah. out with me and AJ. And, and I thought that was really cool. I mean, having breakfast with those guys and then watching all these presentations, right. just, just BS them with them. That was great. Um, products, uh, people. Everybody was very friendly. I mean, uh, yeah. uh, Drew from uh, Talk Ten or Ten Ten Talk or Talk Ten. Uh, he's going to be coming on the show in a couple months. I've got to reach out to him. Um, uh, Ian Utili. I mean, just a great kind of guy. He's yeah. He's, I'm like you. Like, oh. I just want to say, just, Ian, I'm sorry. The last call we had was like really broken up, but hopefully it was it was super choppy. I was in a Home Depot. It was there, all types of yeah, stuff was happening. So, yeah, call me. Yeah, or I'll call you. I'll just text you. But anyway, so sorry, Nick. Go ahead. Keep going. But, but yeah, and and you know the one thing I want to point out too. <clears throat> so we had that, and you know everybody was real nice. I mean, I went around and made a fool out of myself and did a bunch of those micro interviews, as I called them, and we uploaded. Yeah, they're great. Channel. It's just, you know, a way to be, uh, the way to be, I think there was, there wasn't a lot of people there that took themselves too seriously. 
Like I think they I think people knew what they were what they were getting into. Okay, cool. We're gonna go there. We're gonna network. We're gonna have a few drinks. We're gonna hang out, and that's gonna be it. And um, and that was the good thing about it. Do so you mean like approachable? They were approachable yeah. and everybody down was to earth. approachable. Everybody was was down to earth. Um, you know, for the most part, everybody that I asked to speak with, they spoke with me, so it was good. For sure, um, for sure. And he didn't even have press passes on. They just I had to come and see this guy going, "Hey, let me get ten minutes or five minutes of your time." Talk with you. Let me say something stupid, like uh, uh, the voice uh, voiceover lady Judy. I asked her if she owned a owned a pet bison. Yeah, and she's like, "Who told you that?" And I'm like, "Well, because it's the bison state. I just assumed whenever you came to, you know, you you move right. in, you become a citizen of Wyoming. They give you a bison as a pet." Um, yeah, she interestingly had a an AI model made of her voice at some point. Yeah, she didn't I go mean, into too much detail about that, but that that was pretty interesting. First person I've ever met. Yeah, it's just you know it was really good, and uh, I want to finish up before I forget <clears throat> and say that my hat really goes off to Bradley Metrock because yeah. You know, there's a lot of haters are going to hate. Let's put it that way. And he was able to put together something that fulfilled everybody's need safety wise, as far as like personal and professional safety, Mm -hmm. and also put it, put together a good program. And I think he deserves, you know, a good, a good, good hearty round of applause for that because there there wasn't once where I was like, Oh man, you know, maybe we shouldn't be licking these doorknobs. You know what I mean? It was, you know, everybody, what? No, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. Everybody. One, one bad habit off the list. Yeah. One bad habit off the list. So (laughs) we had, he was like this. And he's like, "Mm, (laughs) no, but here's the thing. Everybody had enough room. Yeah. We were all spaced out. Um, it was it was just a really good experience, and he did it right. And it was done on the, on a great scale. Uh, there mm-hmm. were a lot of good people there, and I. Uh, well, don't forget the uh, the that Chattanooga the the event center and the Marriott are kind of conjoined, and then they have all these signs up about the air being filtered and recycled every. Yeah two minutes by special filters that are sanitized. And so the air was really, really clear inside there. So it actually felt great to be inside the event center. Just Vegas casino standards. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was good. So again, like I said, my hat goes off to, to Bradley about it. And AJ, what, what was your take? Yeah. My, my highlights were that uh, it was at Vivek, Vivek S that he was from, yeah. uh, was it uh, Kaizen? Uh, the company that's doing voice metrics were talking about uh, some really nerdy stuff about how they've got some kind of 26 point system for looking at uh, vocal uh, iterations and then the songs, the sounds that come through your nose and through your throat and that uh, how they can identify an individual like a fingerprint. And we ended up having a conversation. We ended up having a conversation where I was wanted to ask him about ohm meditation and he tells me that you should check out uh, my language, my root language, and um, it's called Tamil. And then he drew the symbol for Om, and then he went and told me like thousands of year old meditation technique and how you inhale through one nostril, then both, and it changes depending on whether the moon is moving away from you or further away from you. And he, and then at the end of the, the note, I handed it back to him. He's like, "Oh no, you can keep it." So I thought that was cool because he flew 20,000 miles to be there. He did a That's great wild. job. Yeah. And he, that, and then seeing Ian Utili riding around 
inside of a fine hotel screeching around on his little unicycle bike in well, <laughs> around because he was so comfortable being there <laughs> and spending right. the time with me. It was really fantastic. He is a very uh, interesting person, very genuine, uh, has a massive amount of uh, care for civility, virtue, and mm-hmm. is just a really like, advi- it seems like a person who's right there on the tip of what's next. And I can't wait to interview him coming up because we're going to find out about the creation of non-fungible tokens that are created at the time that the live audio is, co- is created. And then being right. able to track that and share that and that's super exciting. So those are my two. Well, Jeff Blankenberg. T- I don't know if we should. Je- we got to, we got to fly back with Jeff Blankenberg, and uh, he uh, sh- he brought us into the Delta Sky Miles Club in it in Atlanta, which is their home. It is beautiful, and they had yeah. uh, free. Uh, there was free drink. There was free food, lemonade. It, there is just so much fun. It was we the land of milk and honey. Great time together. <laughs> I mean, I've been, I have been in that, uh, that, that same uh, mild club. It is, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's a good feeling when you're in there. It's like, hey, yeah, oh, I belong here. I feel oh, like yeah. I belong. It's here. amazing to <laughs> yeah. be able to hang out with, with him, and to have like, you know, to have that airtime with him. Like, I, I turned to him right. and I said, "Hey, you know, it'd be cool." <laughs> He's like, "What?" And I'm like. It'd be real cool that if she completely understands what song you want, if it didn't, you know, repeat the song that you asked for, like, oh, I'm going to play you blah, 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 from blah, 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 blah. You know, if it was like, okay, I completely understood that you wanted Michael Jackson, um, you know, black or white. I'm going to play that now. Like it, it, like, like a brief. So It sounds like a good idea, but then again, he's he's saying, suggesting, yeah. that they stop saying the company name right before the song. Yeah. So <laughs> it was a little tough to <laughs> pass you know up the flagpole, but you know, the thought that counts, make it well, smoother. Here's the other thing. You could just go ahead. You take that, you, could, you take, you take that, right. And maybe you put it behind a paywall. Maybe that's part of music premium, you know, Amazon music premium. You don't have to listen to her regurgitate the artist's name and the song title. See, just very good at doing the green nut. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, you want to describe everything about the song or hum the song or whatever, and then it it, it find the song for you? Help, help me out, Nick. What do you what do you what are you asking her to do here? No, if she if you say play Michael Jackson, black or white, right. and she completely right. understands you, there's no mistaken, right? Then it oh, should it should just you. play the song. It doesn't yeah, do right, that. Right. It'll like replay. Yeah, yeah. You it. mean this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. In, in, I like my in, idea too. Yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> well we we are about 15 minutes uh yes. into this uh show so i just want to do a real quick point up there it is with lingo what lingo is doing their lingo fest and the lingo fest even though the programs every single day have ended they are doing programs every single friday and that can be right. found on the Witlingo um youtube channel and both julia and emily uh will be or have already presented on the lingo fest channel so that is just awesome julia did a hell of a job with the uh with the um um del carnegie uh um how to win friends and influence people 
Right. <laughs> right. What a great, what a great, what a great way to uh, bring it in as well. I mean, I, I, re I really enjoyed her presentation and you know what the thing is, not just for voice, but anything else you could actually use that presentation for, for other applications within life, I think too, which is the really cool part about it. Right. Um, we, we, I just posted that on the, on the, on our site um, last night. So going to be posting Emily's here soon, shortly as well. So go to voicespark.live and check it out. It's there um, on the site with the uh, full presentation as well. Uh, great job to Julia. Really, really great job. And last week we weren't here. I Great job on the show, Julia and Emily. Fantastic yeah. job. Yeah. They, they handled it awesomely. So Nick was backstage pacing and drinking I water. <laughs> I, it was like I was, uh, I, but I'm going to tell you what, I was a proud voice spark fan right. because that yes. was just an awesome episode. So with that being said, turning our attention to our guest. Yeah. So studio Carlton made a skill called, are you psychic? Now, if anybody's seen the first Ghostbusters movie from 19, oh, you're going to go there, man. I'd love it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The first <laughs> opening scene where Venkman is trying to um, uh, put the moves on that girl and get her to go out on a date. And he keeps on electrocuting that guy. This right. is essentially that skill minus the electrocution. So what I'd like to do now is I'm going to bring on Victoria Weston, who is the president of Studio Carlton. And we're going to talk a little bit about this skill. Hey there. Thanks for having me. Hey, Victoria. Hi, Victoria. Thank you for joining us tonight. Um, we are uh, scattered all across the country. You're actually out of Atlanta. Is that correct? Absolutely. So you guys were at Delta. I knew you were going to be there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. Um, so Studio Carlton, how did, how did this start? Like what was like, what happened there? Because I, I looked on your website, you guys do have like a, a catalog of Alexa skills. How did this how did this venture into voice start? Well, first, I love technology and I have a, a background just utilizing innovative technology. Um, when we, we were the first film company that, in, that streamed independent films on, on the cell phone, and that was back in the late 90s. And back then we all had flip phones. So it was a bit wonky, but it was still very exciting to be able to mm -hmm. bring an independent short film to a user on the on their phone. And then like anything else, you move on to new things. And what I got intrigued with the whole Amazon Alexa was uh, some friends of ours had given us, you know, your basic Amazon Echo device. And it was really cool. So, I, you know, I, I used it like for the basic stuff, you know, the weather, blah, blah, blah. And then like within two months, I thought, what can I do with this thing? Because it was so exciting. Right. It was so innovative in that. And then um, I hooked up with the, a developer and I created the first Feng Shui Alexa skill. So people nice. could tune in, get the Feng Shui tip of the day. And of course, if you know anything about, you know, Feng Shui, it's all about the art of placement to enhance your way of living and that. And um, it was just really, you know, wonderful. So then from there, um, being the passionate and visionary that I am, I just, you know, sort of expanded and started reaching out to uh, individuals, professionals, and small companies that could utilize uh, an Alexa skill. And everybody likes, you know, what we're doing. It's, but then you have, as I was mentioning earlier, you also have the uh, the task of educating people about it. And then For they sure. have, after they invest this money into it and all the creative stuff and development, they also have the further task of being able to market that skill. So, mm -hmm. but it's, it's the future. I mean, I mean, I love it. It's like, it's, 
it's better than the website. You know, people that didn't have websites in the 1990s, most of those people went out of business. And I feel right. the same way about, you know, voice. I feel like if people don't get down to bandwagon now, like in the next couple of years, they're really going to miss out because who wants to be tethered to their desk? Who wants a cramped neck, you know, looking on their smartphone to look up somebody and this, that, and the other. For so sure. that was, that was really the impetus was basically getting a gift. You know, it's like you get a gift from somebody and you have an intuition, a vision and, it's all about going for the passion. For sure. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, <clears throat> one of the things that, that I like about the skill itself is the fact, or the skill, are you psychic, is the fact that um, it kind of, you know what I mean? It kind of sparks that sort of like clairvoyancy in all of us, right? And, yeah. and I, I like how you're trying to expand it to include leaderboards because I think that's where... That's the, interesting. Thought. The competition is going to come into play. Now, rumor has it that you've set the record on this skill. Is that correct? Gee, I don't know. I haven't heard that, but that's an exciting rumor. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how far along are you in the uh, leaderboard process? Has that has that Actually, been rolled out yet? No, no, we're, we're working on it. And I um, have been dragging my feet for the last couple of weeks on coming up with really cool names for the rewards to get people engaged and part of the oh, leaderboard yeah. thing. So um, so it's there. It's just me, you know, fine tuning what I'm going to call certain as levels of of that to uh, get to the leaderboard. So now we're excited about it. I think it's I think it's the way to go. I think it makes it more interesting for sure. But, you know, let me tell yeah. you about the whole are you psychic thing? I mean, yeah. What happened with that? Amazon came up with a contest and I had this Zener card idea in my head for a couple of years, but never really had the time to mess around with it. So I went to, uh, you know, my, my developer and I said, Hey, what do you think about we do these, uh, redo the Zener card look? And, um, and you know, he pondered. And I said, look, if we don't do it, somebody else will do it. It won't be nearly as exciting as what we'll do. <laughs> so let's get in and see if we can't win at least. So we took this 1940s, you know, Carl Zener, the, uh, perceptual psychologist and um, just really created the kind of look and made it a little more magical and a little bit more um, mainstream. So people wouldn't get scared about it and this and yep, the other right, and, right. and you get the test <laughs> skill. And, you know, I think, it's, I think it's a blast, you know, I'll tell you what my score is. You guys need to take it, but my score, have you all reached 18 yet? No, I not. That, that's what like, I was okay. talking about. All right. I got halfway there. I got halfway there. But my problem is what, what Nick alluded to, the, the <laughs> Ghostbusters thing. Anytime a wave came up, I was just like <laughs> some wavy lines. I, I had to do it every single time. No, that was only for one round. <laughs> then I got serious about it. And I'm like, okay, let's let's think about it. I got to nine. So that's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> See, we plan on giving these awards on certain levels so people keep engaged. Because what we've noticed is people will play it for a certain while, and then they obviously get discouraged if you don't have something there to keep you pumped up to, you know, for play, sure. the next, play the next round. So we'll do that. But I want hey, you to yes. know, I did get 18. See, I, I believe I, that. I, I, get 16, I, I get 16 a lot. Even my developer gets blown away. Because you know what? Mathematically, it's really, really hard to get to mm -hmm. those levels. Oh, yeah. With, with each... With each one you get right, the chances of you getting the next one right exponentially goes down. You know what it right. Well, according to regular statistics, according yeah. to plain old <laughs> statistics. Yeah, pen and paper ones and zeros. But the one thing that really that really kind of um, uh, stuck out to me with this was uh, you ever see the movie Men Who Stare at Goats? It was about the yeah George uh, Clooney was in that. Yeah, George Clooney, and it was about the uh, U.S. Uh, military program to train psychic soldiers. And mm -hmm. uh, 
I guess they were going through the desert, like walking through the desert in one scene. And Ian McGregor was like, dude, we flipped this coin like 75 times and you got it right every single time. And, and I just think about that and I'm like, what, what's the statistical probability of that? That can't be high. (laughs) So, but no, I think things like this are going to have people coming back. And if you were, if you're loading it up with achievements and unlockables, that's going to be the thing that's going to make it real sticky for them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, my hat goes off to you for, uh, for thinking about those things and thinking. About yeah. I, I actually wanted to say that, you know, what might be nice is a historical leaderboard because, you know, people hit streaks. So the idea that people could prove that at one point in 2022, they were the number one, because you know what I mean? Because, you know, it's like washes away, but this is such a unique skill. It's like, it's not something, it's not necessarily a muscle that you just flex and then you can just get good at it, right? This is like building up your intuition or your ESP is a different kind of accomplishment, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's completely different. Right? It's a totally I mean, different realm. So it's can a you different tell way of thinking bit? altogether. You know, it's it's really different. Even when I have to start thinking left brain, I think, oh, my God, what? where am I at? <laughs> yeah. So do you feel that the right brain gives more uh, intuitive, um, more connected or left brain? Is there, do you have any thoughts on, on that? Oh, yeah. like- Your left brain is certainly more linear thinking and the and right brain is more creative, intuitive side. Mm-hmm. And, but what about psychic? Oh, psychic's more on, on the uh, creative and the right side. I've, I want to know what it means to be psychic. I think that's exciting. And this is a perfect device to test it. I played it and it was like, it looked great. The graphics looked fantastic. The voice you picked was really Isn't she engaging. adorable, Dr. Claire Voice? Yeah, she's adorable. I want to make adorable. her a little racy. I want to make her a little racy, though. And I keep telling my developers. <laughs> so we start out making it, you know, because I was thinking visually like, you know, young teenagers, preteens. So I wanted to keep it friendly. But now that I get into it, it's like, well, maybe she should be a little racy the next round. And I could see yeah. her as a, as a hologram, you know, coming out and be oh. a little more, just a little more hip, you know. Like animated? Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit, but starting out, you know, just the, the hologram coming up, but uh, just to give her more of a flavor. Yeah, I really. And you know what I think is very cool about the voice world is the introduction of these of these IPs, these intellectual properties. I really believe that whenever you have somebody like Dr. Clairvoyant, right? It's this is like the new frontier. And whenever, whenever we get to see these things first, like Clinton's <clears throat> Detective X, we're, right. in, we're in the, the, the wild west of seeing these things come to life. Like a lot of things have been done in television and, right. and on the internet, but through the voice world, it's still very fresh and it's, it's a great time to be a part of it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's totally exciting. But again, it has to go back to you have to connect with people in, in the mainstream with the businesses and that and be able to inspire them and yep. to say, hey, this and, you know, I, I always have the ability to inspire and to get people basically to sign up. Sometimes they don't know what they're doing, but they sign up and they're ready to go, you know. And, um, right. and of course, when we develop a skill, we don't expect those people, these clients to really do all the legwork. So mm-hmm. being, you know, the intuitive and the visionary, you know, I try to come up with content on, on their you know, websites, basically what their big game is, what they want to do and create more unique content on the, uh, on an Alexa skill. And I sort of remind them it's back in the day when, uh, when, when they used to do, you know, like the game show network, they would always drive people to uh, the website from the TV to the website and the website mm-hmm. back right. to TV. It's the same mm-hmm. kind of thing, what we do and try to have unique content, you know, with that. So we go in and look at their content and we come up with a plan and tell them how to, how we want to produce it to, you know, their advantage in that. 
Yeah, right. you know, and that's something that's something that I found out going on the uh, Studio Carlton website was that you guys have like a catalog of skills, and those kind of those kind of um, go back and forth. One is with a uh, uh, Victorian era PBS. Uh, yeah, that's me. It's my documentary. Yeah. So, I mean, you think about that. You're you're bridging that gap. Now people who only get, you know, one or two of the facts, maybe they want to go and watch the whole documentary. It you're really augmenting the uh the the source material there. Oh, it's, it was terrific. In fact, we did that too with another um an Amazon Alexa, but the story of Victoria Woodhull who was basically the first woman that ran for U.S. president. And Ooh. she was an extraordinary woman. This is 1872. But what's really unique, she was a psychic. She was a clairvoyant. And she was part of the whole traveling medicine show. She hooked up with, uh, you know, Colonel Blood. They had a little affair. Then she met Cornelius Vanderbilt. And, um, and Cornelius Vanderbilt basically, you know, gave her stock tips. And she invested a bunch of money, got the gold. But a lot of people. Her brain trust, you know, all those uh, heavy thinkers back there that kind of use this beautiful woman because she was the first woman that addressed the House Judiciary Committee, unlike what you would have expected, wow. like Susan B. Anthony. But mm. Susan B. Anthony didn't really want anything to do with Woodhull because like a lot of these politicians, they had their own agenda and she was too, right. basically she was too hip, too pretty, too, clair too clairvoyant, you know, for them. And um, it, it, was, it was a long road, but, you know, she had a demise and um, she hated hypocrisy. Because back in 1872, it was all about, are you ready? Free love. So free love, back, <laughs> free love in, the, in the 18th century was all about um, people shouldn't have to be tied down. They shouldn't have to be tied down to what the government would deem you as this marital, you know, marriage certificate. She was all about people should just be free to love each other and carry on and then move on to the next one. And then at the time, you know, back in then, every, there's always a big church on every corner. So one of the big right. uh, reverence was Henry Ward Beecher. Okay. Henry yeah. Ward Beecher was really a rock star. I mean, this guy was hot looking back in the day. I mean, I look at him and think, God, if he was around today, he'd really be extremely charismatic. Well, you know, he's a typical ladies man. So he's up there and he's married and he's having an affair with, you know, this woman and that. And then she got really, you know, teed off about it. She said, Hey, I want you to stand shoulder to shoulder with me because you're a free love advocate. And he said, are you out of your mind? I'm not staying up there telling anybody I'm doing this stuff, you know, basically. So they ended up, you know, she ended up starting this lawsuit, a whole bunch of libel stuff went in and around and he went, you know, um, it's like adultery went on trial back in the 1872. Wow. And that's what that was about. So that was kind of her demise. She was really didn't like the fact that people would you know, be hypocrites. They'd say one thing and then do something else behind their back. But it's an incredible story. I had the, I had the good fortune. Of yeah, that was fantastic. And um, the PBS thing was great. We had lots of distribution in Canada and over in England. Um, but because it's kind of dry, you know, back then it was more Ken Burns style. The reason you know, bringing up the Amazon Alexa is because it's even more exciting. You don't have to sit there and look at, you know, a, a dry Ken Burns. Now, Ken Burns was a lot better than what I put together, but uh, that style. But you get to have these snippets and these little tidbits about an extraordinary woman, which I think every woman because should be inspired by it. Because she was actually a rags to riches story. And I think that's, that's, that's the takeaway is that no matter where you are in life, you can make it difference and change minds and opinions and succeed to any level you aspire. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that. I think you bring up a great point. And, um, you know, especially back in the day, pioneering like that, as, as far as women went, was was very tough and very controversial. So my hat goes off to her for that. I didn't know that she was the first woman to run for president. 
I didn't know that either. And that's like way before the suffragette movement, I think. You know, before women had the right to vote. Yeah, all that was yeah. taking place at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's incredible. So she, she campaigned as well, you know, at the House Judiciary Committee to talk mm -hmm. about why women should have the right to vote. One of her favorite quotes, and I love this, is that one of her favorite quotes from this speech is, women are entrusted with the most vital responsibility. They bear, rear, and educate men. <laughs> I put that on my Instagram account. I love and, that. And then some women said, but they, they, but they educate women too. He said, yeah, but this was in the 1800s. They wanted the right to vote. They wanted these men to accept them as, you know, doing these extraordinary, you know, accomplishments. Yeah, you're right. And that, that's awesome. That's a good one. <laughs> that, that, that would make a hell of an email signature if you got an email from her today. Yeah, <laughs> that would be that would be a good one. AJ, what's up? What are you thinking? Well, I'm I'm curious about uh, more about the connection between your the idea of storytelling uh, in being a, a small studio, um, and then being a visionary, and then the connection with marketing and then also ESP. So I, I'm just still trying to figure out which kind of questions I want to ask, but I do, I do want to make one comment that the, uh, I heard a physicist uh, who was talking about the one thing that makes the least amount of sense scientifically it, which is, but is most statistically common is that the feeling that when you feel that somebody's looking at you and then you go to check, then there is somebody looking at you statistically people report that is far beyond what could ever be explained by anything scientific. So it's the, th and then the other one is the haven't talked to somebody in five years. You think about them when you're in the shower, then they call you later that day. How that has the least scientific explanation, but it has the most common reporting. So I think it's really cool because it challenges uh, a left view point of the world. Right. And so I think like, Somewhere there's a question. I just wonder if you have any comment on the, like, do you think, do you like to, or do you hope that one day science will mature enough to be able to explain ESP? Do you, do you think that's possible? Do you think it's necessary? A anything along I, those lines? I think it's possible. And I think there's, there's certainly a lot of uh, discussion and, and reporting on that. I mean, you go back to, you know, you think of somebody and they call you the next day and that kind of thing. That's really to me, old fashioned mental telepathy. You know, it's all about the radio frequency tower, sending out that vibe and the other person being able to be insensitive enough and intuitive enough that it happens and they catch it. And wow, it happens. And you know, that that's fun. I always like to take it a step further because these kinds of incidents, I think, you know, are pretty commonplace. People have that and that, and they're not scared of it. And but then it's mm. going to the other place where you're actually making a prediction and you're actually yeah. peeling that prediction back. Like I used to say on stock predictions, for instance, um, I say it's not it's not about making a prediction. It's about why that stock is going up. Yep. If that's to me, that's really more important. So if you're talking to a an intuitive or a psychic, whatever name you want to call, you want to really press for that information if you use it in that form or fashion. But as far as mm -hmm. every day, I mean, I obviously I float around in a world where people are really, you know, sort of into that whole intuitive, you know, psychic. So you're saying that the psychic gives you the clue and then you need to ground it with some data there. I do because I take a, a practical approach to it. But right. I'm still using a lot more intuitive. I'm still going beyond. I'm not looking at data as in sense of, you know, a bunch of documents sitting on my desk. I'm looking at basically all, all intuitive because you're picking up things that are not really reality yet. Yeah, right. that's. I was telling the story earlier, why. earlier, Ben, that um, I had a girlfriend I had lunch with last week. And right. 
and she was kind of bummed out. We were having lunch. And this is how psychic stuff happens. I mean, mm -hmm. it's kind of like a blank screen. You're not emotional. Okay. It's mm -hmm. intuition's the same thing. You can't be emotional, like excited or in that stuff. So I told her, I said, Hey Judy, you know what? I, I see you're riding a motorcycle. She goes, hell no, I'm not riding a motorcycle. I don't even like motorcycles. There's no way. She balked, you know. And I said, well, I see you on a motorcycle. And the guy that's driving, it's got white hair. And she said, ah, it's not going to happen. And then she went on explaining over and over why she would never get on this motorcycle. <laughs> well, she called me today, and guess what? This guy she's been dating who happened to have white hair just bought a motorcycle. And she's like, and I know she'll get on it. Like she may not speed down the highway, but I know she's right, gonna, right, right. I know she's gonna get on that that motorcycle and ride around, you know, at a safe place. So that's how some of that stuff flies. You know, you just get it, and you have to have the confidence. Like, like AJ and, and Nick and yourself, Ben, is you may have an intuitiveness about something, but too scared to really act on it. And right. I think that's where the passion drives it. I think the passion is allows you to drive it, and no matter if you know risk, win, or, or drown. I mean, you're just gonna go out and. Uh, and go forward. That's sure. some good advice. I'm going to think about that. Some, that's some really good advice. Do you feel like, you know, just basically our society though, kind of suppress, like trains people to suppress it to so the point where they're like, cause you, I think you and I were talking earlier, like everyone has a certain level of it. Right. So a certain level of intuition. Right. But do you feel like society kind of like trains you like, no, no, I can't happen. Just like your girlfriend, like, no, 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 that's not going to happen or whatever. But um, do you feel that, that people just don't, don't acknowledge it as, as much as they should, or that, that, that kind of intuition and then kind of go with it or just explore it even a little bit more. Well, I think a lot of times we're looking at, you know, um, people that want any, but you know, people that are teaching that, I mean, you think about it, it's like, why would you want to expand that? You know, right. I go back to a lot of things. They, they don't want people, teachers and that, to let people know about other aspects of society and history and that type. So mm. I, I kind of look at it that way. But it's I am um, suppressed. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, there, there's a writer from Lifetime magazine, uh, Lyle Watson, uh, who said every child by the age of five knows everything he needs to know, he or she. And when we send him to school, the rot sets in because we take away all that, all that sort of creative, intuitive thinking and we make them more lefty. And then depending on who's teaching them and how open or not open they are, that that intuitive process is unable to flourish. But I, but again, mm -hmm. your artists and your creatives, I mean, they're always, you know, um, going to be, or even developers for that matter. I mean, I just mm -hmm. put a quote out the other day that intuition and creativity are kissing cousins because you can't have one without the other. Nice. They go hand in hand. I heard nice. somebody describe intuition as being the type of uh, knowledge that can't be transmitted between two people that can only be awakened. Like it, it's already there, which like, uh, I'd like to think of uh, wisdom as a, as a synthesis of knowledge and intuition. Those knowledge itself doesn't do you much good. Intuition is something that's very universal and, I don't know. I think wisdom is a good thing to seek, but I, I could completely include intuition all the way up to that, whatever phenomenon that is where an individual has a clue of what's coming next in their, in their gut. And it, it's, it just defies any possibility. There was just no possible way that they could have known. I could tell you an example. I went to go help uh, an adult uh, orphan uh, who's having some problems being dis dislocated in his, his place of dwelling problems with his family. Um, he just needed an advocate. I ended up having to drive like 300 miles in that morning. I thought to myself, Oh, there's something creative I'd like to do. I'd like to invent a word today. I'd like to invent a word. So it ended up happening that some uh, missionaries had stopped by because they knew my roommate in the, at the time. 
And they said, okay, well, we'll go pray. We'll pray for you. So then they called me on the way back and they said, so how did your day go? And then I said, ex tempo proximally. So the invention of that word ex tempo proximally was like the wish that I had, but it wasn't until after I had the word that the definition of the word, because ex tempo proximal means anything where like the flow in time is ambiguous. So it's like a term for being psychic. That's pretty cool. I like that. Like <laughs> right? The definition the yeah, definition let's, let's came after I wished for it. At the, it was just too hard to describe. That's a, that's a deep thinker over there. I may go back over here to Ben's side for a minute. <laughs> well, that's cool. well, I was kind of going to go back to AJ's side, actually. I was thinking about what you said about, you know, um, after, you know, the age of five or, or, you know, whatever, when kids go to school, they stop learning. You think about in that, that five-year window time is ambiguous because and also remember if, if you think about it when when you were young time just seemed to like just be forever right yes. but you're also at that point learning the most of what you'll ever learn you're learning motor skills you're learning tone you're learning um how to receive like to be receptive to people you're learning language you're learning all these new things they're all brand new as, as from you know baby into that early childhood um but that, i think that's really kind of interesting you brought that up because you know, it, do we stop ourselves? Societal, does society stop stop us? And does, and then does time seem to shrink at that point because you're like forced through this narrow path, right? Um, it's it's really kind of interesting. To, and I think again to, to what I was kind of getting at earlier, um, you know, are, are we kind of limiting ourselves by not being and not taking in those like tones and feels and and and, and um, you know those extra um, sensories uh, into our into our own lives on a daily basis. Right. I, don't know, you know. I, I think people should learn to sense more. But let me go back to AJ about what intuition is. Intuition, basically, <laughs> intuition is basically reading our own minds as opposed to others. And that's that feeling that tells us go, don't mm. go, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But also intuition to me, in fact, I've been working on a, a TED Talk speech that I want to do. Mm. And I wanted to sort of highlight how the, the intuitive faculty, first, it's like, before you make a decision and you make a decision, maybe you're going to buy a house, a new car, or even, you know, whatever you're doing, you, you think about it in your head and then you run it through your mental processes. And at the end of that, you're actually making a prediction and you're making a prediction based on your intuition on right. that decision. So that's part of it. But I'm a survival mode of the intuitive process or ESP and clairvoyance and all, all those combinations of that. If you get lost, if you're in a situation where you feel scared, I mean, the first thing that kicks in is the intuitive faculty. It isn't mm -hmm. calling grandma and saying, hey, I'm lost. You know, it's like you're out there driving around and, and you're saying, where am I going to go from here? But one of the most extraordinary experiences I had, unfortunately, it only happened one, one time is when I had moved to Atlanta and I was quasi engaged with this guy. We were living together, but he turned out to be kind of, um, unpredictable and a bit of I knew she was going to say that unpredictable it had to be the only word Sorry. Yeah. so anyhow seriously and I'm like after I'm there I'm like you know I think god this is strange I don't think I want to hang out too much and I had picked up a vibe and I picked up a vibe where he was going to do something to hurt me that night hmm. and I don't know what happened there was nothing that he said or necessarily did but I had became so aware and my senses my sensitivities were so heightened because I was anticipating something negative I just didn't know mm -hmm. what it was this particular morning before I went out to do uh, some work with some clients I went and part of you is not thinking when you're doing when you're acting like this part of me left the, uh, just enough coffee in, in the coffee pot and I remember reaching for the coffee pot with my right hand and being able to reach on the top 
opened the cupboard to grab a cup because my brain said, when you come home tonight, he's going to be sitting at the glass table. He's going to be wearing a leather bomber jacket and he's going to try to hurt you. So if I have the coffee pot in my right hand, I've got enough of a swing that I can at least try to, you know, hit him or whatever. So I left right. for the day and I knew exactly it was good. I knew exactly it was going to be late. The lights would be out. I was out in the boondocks. So having come from LA and Carmel, it was, it was, you know, it was uh, very different. It was, it was bad. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, so yeah. Come, so I come home and just like I knew it was going to happen. The lights are all dark. I walk through the front hmm. door and I always thought about it. I was thinking about why didn't I go left instead of straight to the, the kitchen and passing the dining room table. And that. I passed the dining room table and there he is sitting there. I could see him out of the corner of my eye. Sitting there with his bomber jacket and I have his hands clasped. So I make the left. I grab the coffee pot. And just as I grab it and I'm ready to grab the mug, he grabs my hand. And then we have a little struggle and this, that, and the other. And, you know, I did the best. But, you know, I got a little weirder after that. But the whole idea is this whole survival thing and having this clairvoyant vision, again, to protect one and be because yep. i often wonder what if i didn't know what if i had just come in went in the kitchen through right. my keys there i mean what would have happened i think it would have right. been a lot different but i'm sure that my story is, is similar with other people that have find themselves in danger it's the whole it yeah, kicks sure. in you're you know you're protected and i think that's the beauty of you know the sixth sense yeah yeah i i always think that um i'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason and, you know, I think that if there is a plan in motion, the clairvoyance that people have is just a little sneak peek behind the curtain. And, and may, you know, maybe you were never intended to go left or go right. You were always going to go to that, yeah. to the, to the, to the kitchen. And it just by happenstance, you were able to get a little peek behind the curtain and prepare yourself for that encounter. And I think it's, uh, you know, that's just my my take on no, it. No, I agree. I, I, I Not agree. only that, but even in the sentence, everything happens for a reason. The proper way to say that sentence is everything happens because of a reason. So the, like the precedence is already flipped right there in the phrase. Yeah, you want to know what, what triggered it, right? Yeah. What triggered so, it? I, I was thinking of that too. I thought, well, if I do this TED talk, I mean, the biggest question in audience going, what triggered it? Because everything was easy breezy. Well, again, when I first moved in, he had this weird habit of vacuuming at one o'clock in the morning. Oh, Jesus. This, this guy was a big wig at the J. Walter Thompson. I mean, you know, he, he, was, he was way up there. And he would vacuum. And I was thinking, oh, my God, I can't sleep. You know, and he would vacuum. And I, I don't even remember if I asked him or said anything. There's things you say and don't say and all that kind of stuff. So right. being the sort of playful character that I am, I had lunch with a girlfriend. I, I had this great idea to add some fun into this little vacuum cleaner. So I came home that day and, and I took this upright vacuum cleaner and I put it down and I put it under the bed. So when he comes home that night, I mean, get your visuals on, right? That, yeah. Yeah. oh, come on, let's go play, blah, 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 blah. So we go into a playing around. Just at the right moment, I flip the switch. And he went, boom. You know, he flew off the bed and it just <laughs> <laughs> scared him to death. And I thought, I wondered if that was the trigger point that he must have been so infuriated, you know, that two months later, this is his way of getting even. That's all I could think. Oh, of. my gosh. Oh my wow. god! But it was really a funny, not funny kind of story. If you only had a sense of humor, I mean, come on, wasn't that? No, funny? Wait, no, I have one. I have yeah, one. It's about I a billionaire. It's I have a. I have one about a billionaire. He spent four hundred and fifty thousand dollars on two speakers to have them hand built, and then the guy that sold it to him uh, couldn't get 
the device to work because this uh, there was something wrong. Then the the company, anyway, the guy had done millions and millions of dollars with work, and so like he was going through the walkthrough. I stayed up like two weeks straight and figured out how to fix his uh, hardware problem, so the guy didn't look like a jerk or you know. And then I remember going to this guy's house billionaire right and then he comes in he sees all these uh men there that are trying to get like pat on the back for a good job and you know they you know feel like okay maybe i'll get some more all he does is he goes looks under the bed one of the beds in this guest house says starts getting angry because somebody like moved the vacuum (laughs) throws a fit and then says says to all those guys i don't feel like doing a walkthrough and then walks away and i just remembered that so much about that scenario where all these people had so much riding on, on this man's like approval of them. And it almost seemed like I just chose not to have any reaction. I said, you know, unless somebody's making a personal connection with me, I don't need to be begging for scraps. You know, when the time comes, right. the time's supposed to be there. But I think yep. all these other guys were looking for it and they just got the last thing that they wanted to get. But it had to do with a guy just re- overreacting to something very trivial. Yep. That really didn't make a lot of sense, like to anybody else that was watching. That's right. Yeah, it's a little strange. So I've got a question for you. Where did the name Studio Carlton come from? Do you yeah. have like ah. the? Do you have like a um like a kid by the name of Carlton? What's the deal with that? <laughs> hey, that's pretty good intuitive thing. Do you like yeah. French Prince of Bel Air? Really? <laughs> I would have I loved a cup of something that was related to you know voice and that, but because I have a you know production background, I thought was Studio. I like that name, and Carlton is actually the name of my standard poodle, my black one. So I oh. named it after the standard poodle. So you're right on about naming it after my kid. My yeah. fur kid. Yeah. Kudos you know to you. I've got a fur kid. I had two fur kids. Um, the one passed away, Shelby. She was 15. And I've got another one. And she's just about ready to turn 15. But they're Japanese chins. And her oh name's God. Sydney. And this dog is like the most crotchety old dog <laughs> you would ever see. I mean, she's got like three teeth left in her. She's a hell of a fighter, man. And, uh, you know, it like, like I was on the phone with AJ and, and the dog goes, Rawr! now for 15 years, for 15 years, every night, whenever me and my wife would go to bed, I'd pick the dog up, put her on the bed. She growls at me. Rawr! Like you would think over the 15 years, she'd be like, okay, this guy's going to grab me and throw me on the bed. It's all good. Nope. Every single time. <laughs> but i do i love i love my dogs and and i know that if carlton's your dog you probably love him just as much as i love oh him. he's 16 yeah we just had his teeth cleaned, oh. actually too 16. how many does he have does he have less than Two. five no he's yeah you know, he's got more he's got still quite a few teeth but um maybe maybe eight ten i don't know that they're all that all there of course but he does have some good teeth so 16 wow. going strong you know that's, that's awesome that's over. We 100. have Zoe too. Zoe is she's our white standard poodle, and she's uh, just turned two. So, oh, she's she's a diva. She's always picking up on on Carlton to go play. But you know, he's got cataracts. He can't see well. He's kind of like what you're saying to get kind I hear of old, you. old and cranky. You know, and stuff yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. But they're great. For 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 animals are just yeah, they're great. Yeah, they're awesome. Well, that's cool. I was able to pick up on that. I I wasn't. I just took a shot in the dark. Um, Maybe, maybe I'm clairvoyant. So let me, um... yes, let me ask you the question. When you took the shot in the dark, did you just have a sense or did you actually see a visual in your mind's eye? I just had a sense. I had a sense of it. Like I was thinking, uh, you know, studio, but, but then again, like, you know, with you being from the South, right. You know, like 
Carlton's kind of like a prestigious kind of Carlton. Yeah. yeah. Like Ritz Carlton, like a throwback name. So I didn't know if you were going with that or, or what the angle was. Well, that's but, actually, you know. that was actually, cause he used to be a show dog. Um, his name was uh, putting on the Ritz Carlton. Oh, whoa. Isn't that cool or what? <laughs> nice. That's nice. a long name. He's, he's a hot dog. He's a good looking guy. <laughs> nice. Well, um, I wanted to uh, say that uh, Ben, Ben's gift to that, I, I love it because uh, Ben's gift to, he didn't need to do that, but Ben regularly is a source of, uh, he's probably the most psychic person that I know in the sense that when I'm thinking of something, when I'm talking to him, he's so open that many times if I have a vision in my head, I think there was one time we were talking about a rock or a piece of metal or a ring or something like that. And then I, I was put it in, made it into a necklace. I'm wearing it right now. And I was thinking about it and we were talking about a completely different subject. All of a sudden Ben comes up and starts telling me, God, did I ever tell you the story about how we made some rings and they were our invites to our VIP party. Oh. And that's not the only time that it's happened. It's happened wow. multiple times with Ben where I'm talking to him about one subject, I'm thinking about something and then he goes and describes whatever it was I was thinking about. It's so cool. That is neat. I, I, <laughs> Thanks, AJ. I don't realize I do, to do these things. I'm just like going with it. I don't know. You well, know you're probably what they call a good receiver. So, you know, AJ put the, the vibe out there and you were a really good receiver. Yeah. And so you're receiving Maybe. that kind of on a subconscious level, hence why you don't you know feel it on a conscious level all the time. Maybe that's why yeah, I, but I tend to think I, that yeah. the reason why he why he gets that is because he's so con considerate of other people because he's so open hearted actually and, that I feel like that goes part and parcel. So I was wondering if you felt that let's just say the interesting subject of questioning uh, ESP prior, you know, knowing things before they physically happen. Do you think it's any? Is there any relationship to your intent if you wish to help people? So does the universe like reward the intent to help people, or is it? Um, I don't think so. I think that's kind of a, a logical thing, but I think because he's he's innately very uh, empathetic and he's sensitive, it's that sensitivity to me, in my opinion, why he has you know more of a keen sense of intuitiveness and clairvoyance and precognition, some of that stuff. ESP. So we are just past the fifty-minute threshold. We will take final questions. Ben, final thoughts. Um. Well, thank you, AJ. I mean, I, I appreciate that, man. I, I love our conversations that we have. And uh, I feel like sometimes we, all of us, the three of us are on a really great wavelength. And Victoria, thank you again for coming on <clears throat> tonight. Um, this has been a really, really fun and great conversation. And uh, hopefully the first of many more. Um, I really, really hope so. Thank you. That's it. I don't have any questions. No additional questions. <laughs> AJ? Yeah, um, I hope you'll come back and I hope you'll continue to explore other ways that you can use these devices to help people tap into their intuitive side. Um, I'd really like to know um, or just be up to date on um, any independent film projects you have or how you tie them together and how you're I'm going to think about um, I'm going to think about what you said about having the passion to back up the intuition is something you said earlier. So I'm going to go back and listen to it because I appreciate the advice. Oh, good. Well, thank you. But yes, I do think of other things of how to use Amazon Alexa for the intuitive and psychic ability. You know, I was trying to think of, you know, things that I sort of grew up with. Everybody loved Ouija boards. Everybody loves the oh, seance, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And I thought it was because I'm still percolating, like, how can I take these old fashioned gamey tool things and make them kind of practical for young people mm -hmm. and adults to have, you know, fun with it? That'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. um, 
so my final I have I have two final questions. <clears throat> the first one is have you subscribed to VoiceSpark Lexon more on YouTube? Absolutely. I always share it too. I share the yeah, after you and I first talk, you know, I'm out there. I yeah. share stuff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what you know what's interesting though is uh is and, and one of the things I want to thank you for is the fact that you actually uh you did like a whole write up on us on your yeah, website. press release. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. That was really cool of you because you know, uh I'm one of these people I think a rising tide raises all ships and we can help each other spread the word about the good work that we're doing in the community. Um Second question: Do you see, do you see anything in particular for Voice Spark? Well, actually, I do see a, um, like a bigger name or a bigger presence on that, and being a, an influencer in that. But I also feel like there's a name change, and I think there's a rebranding, and I think that's going to really start to percolate more. Could start chit chatting about it at the end of the year, um, next year, and I also think that you will utilize more of the uh, Amazon. Uh, Alexa voice platform to sort of engage your audience that way as well. I don't know Ooh. if you do much now, but that's what I'm seeing. Um, I like and I think it. you all should be like selling. It. I think you all should be selling these coffee mugs that Ben has here. Anyway, so I guess the, I guess the intuitiveness would be uh, starting some branding. You know, it'd be kind of fun. Nice, nice. Well, hey, Victoria, if you can, uh, please stand, uh, stay back behind the uh, stage there. We're going to drop you out, say, say a couple nice things about you, and then okay. end the show. And then we'll be back with you in a sec. All right. Well, that was cool. That was uh, really cool, guys. I, um, I thought it was great. Like, see, that's, that's a great the, conversation. That's, that's what I'm talking what about, though. About. Yeah. Like, that's what voice is about. Like, it's about bringing people into the fold that, you know, aren't going to like, you know, I created a chatbot that can systematically uh, filter through one million database. Like, okay, that's great. I can order a pizza with every single topping on it, but it's these things, the, it's these things that are going to make the difference. These, these, these projects are the ones that are going to bring people back. And, if, only, uh, if only Thurston Howe the, had that on that island, man. I mean, I don't know, you know. He, he had like a, an Alexa or, or any type of voice assistant to be able to order things like you just said. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of persistence and passions, I don't have any Xener cards, but this is how many of Nick's cards I have. He <laughs> keeps giving me cards. I have got more stack. cards of Nick's cards. That's why we and, went to the, uh, the QR code card, with, yeah. with the, uh, the link card, man. That was, that, that's why we switched. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which um, which card am I gonna pick? All it's Earth Day, man. Less less hey, less 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 uh, less paper. Hey, <laughs> let me let me tell you something. I'm like two faced with those cards. Whatever way you pick, it's always heads. That's right. Yeah. Okay. See, we're flipping coins shiny. again. We're flipping coins again, and we're doing some predictions here. I mean, that's that's some serious Rosencrantz and Guildenstern stuff. Like, yeah, on, yeah. You know, no, you know, yeah. That's all right. <laughs> That's like um, Ryan Cranston, Stearns, and Foster right there. So, again, yeah. <laughs> again Whitlingo uh, for all your voice app needs. And Whitlingo. And real quick, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go through this real quick. So, um, oh, no, that's big AJ. All right, here we go. I like your, uh, that, by the way, that's some great AJ artwork in the back there. Oh, the I know, right? It's awesome. It's a yeah. prototype. So, let me go ahead and add the, you know, I, you hit it. Once. You're remote. You're remote. You're remote. remote. It's okay. Yeah. Take your time. Take your time. 
Okay, so this is the Studio Carlton website. So er, anybody and everybody who's listening, go ahead and check it out. Studio Carlton. Sure. They do have a uh, a bunch of skills on there that aren't aren't necessarily related to you know um, uh, psychic stuff. There's a whole mixture of things that they have on there. So you can go ahead and check this out. And uh, you know, well, I would say definitely uh, if you're interested in getting involved in voice and you'd like to talk to a passionate insightful team give them a call because i can vouch for how enjoyable it is to have a chat and this is to the, reach out uh, to her this is the president of studio carlton victoria lynn weston and uh, this is her profile on linkedin and if you wanted to follow dr clairvoyant she has a twitter account mm-hmm. so keep that in mind at voyant doctor Yep. Follows us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Follows us. And then finally over at the digital assistant Academy where the Hackabot 2021 is going on. Hopefully Julia and uh, Emily are kicking ass and taking, I hope they're ass. having fun. You know what? It's funny. I, I tweeted out today. It's like, I hope you both win a draw. Yeah, right? yes, a draw. <laughs> a like, like, yeah, I, I hope for a draw for both of you. That's yeah. it. <laughs> and so here are the judges there's some names and some players and voice so oh john uh, stein there we go yep john stein of the open voice network so with that being said um are you guys ready to close out the show thank you for tuning in thanks everybody we appreciate it thank you we'll see you later good night